Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. <laughs> hey, Emily. Hi, Rachel. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for episode two. Hello to the listeners who we just forgot to greet. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you for tuning on in. Um, oh, my gosh. What a what a week it's been. <laughs> what a week. <laughs> what a week um, it's been. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So it's April right now, April 2021. And out here in old Bangkok, we've got another wave of cases, which is a bit, which is a bit tricky. We've been restricted. The public parks have been closed. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been a bit, bit sad, a bit sad. Is but most, you know, it means I'm. <laughs> is that the most COVID restrictions you've had? We had to be, we definitely couldn't go to malls at one point. Mm. I definitely feel that was true. So not as as harsh as that, but it's just because of the festival Songkran, which is Thai oh, sure. Thailand's New Year, that um, people get holiday off. It's a new year. People go and see families, but the you know more travel, more movement, more cases arising. So we've more had money, to keep more indoors problems. mostly. Yeah, I hear yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's been that's been me. I've just been chilling in my condo. How has your week been, Emily? Uh yeah, it's been it's been all right on the whole. Um I've really settled myself into this podcast with a nice chamomile tea and some slippers. Ooh. So I'm really bringing the energy this week. <laughs> sort of bringing like winter vibes. I kind of like it. It's <laughs> cozy. Grandma vibes. Um <laughs> but yeah, some I did have a, a fun little occurrence, the latest oh, yeah. occurrence in the series of ludicrous occurrences that I call my life, <laughs> which was that I got a little email, Rachel, from um, these two gentlemen who live in Boulder, Colorado, and they have a podcast themselves. They're like us. Wow. Well, what happened? What happened on this uh, this this podcast? Why? What? What's the link? It's like <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> Just <laughs> elaborate. Um, yeah. So the email basically said. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll need to give a bit of context for the listeners, but basically listeners, um, I used to work for and do still occasionally freelance write for the beloved travel brand Lonely Planet. And last mm. year, <laughs> Rachel impressed by it. <laughs> Even though I know this. <laughs> Even though really you, of course, though. are aware of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And last year, I think it was last year anyway, I wrote uh, a really quite seminal piece of journalism some have said Pulitzer worthy, um, which basically rounded up the nine of the world's craziest mini golf courses. I know, oh hard hitting stuff. Gotcha you love journalism. Your crazy golf. You- I do love crazy <laughs> golf, yes. I am an enthusiast. Um, but as it turns out, are these two men, because they emailed basically to tell me that one episode of their podcast 
um, which is, was based entirely on my article um, because they just wanted to, for some reason, chat about mini golf for literally <laughs> 59 mins. I listened to them. Oh my bit. God. But yeah, they literally <laughs> used my article as the basis for this full episode of their podcast. And they emailed me to tell me that, which I thought was adorable. Um, that is and so weird and yet so exciting and sweet at the same time. I know. It's just all sorts of feelings. Um, and they very much like very kindly shout out every time they think I've written about a, a course in a, in a really talented way, um, which I just think is, I mean, I just can't believe it. It's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. To that be is honest. so amazing. Possibly the best. Um, well, let's only hope that they are listening back to this. What a strange... I think uh, the chances you know. of them listening to this are minimal, but we can hope and dream. Anyway. Um, anyway, podcast times. That's why we're here. That's that we're is here. why we're here. We constantly forget, but here we are. So just to recap on last week's podcast, we were... At famously, we had arrived uh, quite with a certain amount of uh, destruction and chaos to our very first hostel, Casa Yoses. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel had leapt from a bunk bed in the middle or the early hours of the morning and woken everyone up in our dorm. Um, we had located the supermarket <laughs> and we had discovered that the, one of the showers electrocuted us and the other one was a hotbed of cockroach fun. Um, and I think we signed off the last blog by basically saying that we had minimal plans for this day that we're about to recount. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, it was a very chilled beginning to our gap year. We obviously just arrived at this hostel and thought, right, that's it, time to chill. No need to, you know, Arrived at do Costa Rica. Anything. Arrived in Costa Rica. <laughs> just straight chilling from there on out. Um, bleary-eyed bleary-eyed <laughs> blithering idiots um, <laughs> blithering. But, <laughs> but as will become clear um, our plans for an uneventful day did not come to fruition so for this week's section of the podcast we are going to be reading out the blog entry that Emily wrote I will be reading the first half of the blog and Emily will be reading the second half So let's get right on into it. The blog, day two. So, involving only an exciting supermarket trip, famous last words. This is blog documents. Wow. (laughs) Oh, I'm not editing that out. (laughs) How has that typo made it through 11 years? (laughs) I don't know. This is blog documents. <laughs> this oh is God. blog documents. <laughs> I have never noticed that. Wow. Me neither. Wow. And I have re-edited wow. and moved these blogs over you various different sites, <laughs> and I still just obviously kept that in. Thought it read really nicely. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll try. I'll try, try reword it. <laughs> this blog documents the first real day of our trip, or as I have renamed it, honestly, the most unbelievably unfortunate and ridiculous day of my sweet life. Um, I mean, can I just also point out, this is from Emily's perspective, not mine. So anytime you hear I, it's from Emily, and then I'll be switching over back to me. So it's just really great and confusing for our listeners. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy this podcast that we put together for you. My first thing I'd like to say is I love how incredibly dramatic that opening line is 
No, but it's strong, you know. It's a good uh, it's a good grabbing gambit. Oh, a bit of literacy <laughs> there. Yeah, obviously <laughs> I had absolutely zero chill. Um, age 19, zero chill. <laughs> I mean, obviously it was a stressful day, but I feel like I could have been a little bit more, you know, no, I could have kept it, it was, in perspective. It was stressful. <laughs> anyway, you will find out more as we delve in. The start of the day was fairly uneventful, involving just lazing around, writing the first blog entries, searching and mouldering, searching, searching and mouldering cupboards for breakfast and plates without dead bugs hanging around in them, and stalking down Facebook accounts. Emily, we, it was Facebook back then because did Instagram exist? No. What I think Not it that. actually only just did exist. To be fair, I think it I was swear founded it only came out when we were actually at uni. I, honestly I think it remember. only. Anyway, we could argue about this. This is for a different we podcast. Could. The kind of podcast that would email me. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. No, right. yes, it, I, I we will... were very much into <laughs> Facebook at the time. I don't know why we were spending our time stalking people's Facebook accounts whilst we were literally on the fucking adventure of our lives. But continue, yeah. Rachel. <laughs> I, uh, I shall. Okay. The trouble began when we foolishly, foolishly decided to go out to buy some food. I mean, really, we should have known better. After both taking some dollars and our credit cards from our capitally cool money belts, I'll get back to that bit later, we decided to leave the residual cash in our locker in our room and purchased us a padlock from reception, you know, to keep everything safe. After this was secured, <laughs> off we trundled to the Otomagado. Um Great Spanish <laughs> right, <accent>. Emily. <laughs> yes, Rachel. You're welcome. Um, Emily, would you like to explain to our listeners what the hell a money belt is? I would love to. I'd love nothing more in this world. So um, a money belt, I mean, it kind of does what it says on the tin. It's essentially a sort of like flat wallet that has an attached belt that clips around your waist and the idea is that you wear it like around your waist but underneath all of your clothes and it contains your most valuable possessions i.e money passport that's it really keys Mm. i don't know you know the kind of stuff that you need phone if it was charged which ours weren't um (laughs) and the idea is that you not once the idea is that you keep it obviously like as close to your person as possible and it's hard to for people to steal um, it also means that every time you need to get money out to pay for something, you basically have to like do a little strip tease and pull up several layers of your clothes <laughs> to access it. And also just really quite obviously show everyone this is where I keep my money, like in the most sort of like <laughs> exhibitionist way, like, da da da, here's my money. <laughs> It's on my tummy. <laughs> Sorry. Money on my tummy, baby. Money on my tummy. You want some um, of this? <laughs> but anyway, we had both purchased a money belt prior to the trip during the time when we thought we'd need to purchase such ludicrous things as water purification tablets. Um, we each purchased ourselves a money belt to keep our possessions safe. Um, we had very different approaches to them after this day, but obviously that will all become clear. <laughs> um so yeah that's that's what money belts are do you have anything to add that was quite Um, aggressive sorry (laughs) do you want anything more what do you want to Um, say not no not not unless no not really because it will just give away what I'm probably about to go off and say Back at the hostel, we spent a leisurely few hours eating and swinging around in a hammock, unaware that some serious trouble had gone down. This revelation came clear when I decided to put my leftover cash and card back into the locker, and so fished the key out of my pocket and removed the padlock. 
I did at this point notice that the metal hook on the locker door had come loose and had been twisted around, but in my nothing will happen to me for I am in Costa Rica mindset, thought nothing of it. One progressively more and more frantic search later and I was informing Rachel that my sexy money belt was not at all where I had left it. Uh, understandably assuming it was my own idiocy that meant I couldn't find my stuff, Rach began to search through the locker and our bags until she came out with this deeply concerning sentence. Shit! Where the hell is my money belt? Emily, it had my passport in it! Oh my god, Rachel too. Chilling. <laughs> that really took Thank me you. back. Rachel too had left hers in the safe and so slowly my jet-lagged mind put two and two together. I think the guy at reception must have had done something spectacularly bad in a past life to have had to deal with this situation and Rachel's mild hysteria, but the police were contacted, the locker examined, and then he did some surmising. Sorry, I thought that said something else. Emily, (laughs) anything to add to this? So sorry, that was in Emily's perspective. So it was me that could not find the passport in the locker. What was going through your mind at that point, Emily, when you were just so, you know, you were there, we had just finished shopping, you had a bit of cash, you thought, I'm just going to put it in the locker, like put it away, safe and sound, whatever. And then you were just going to come back into the the computer room. What was going through your mind? Um, I think like I'm really terrible in a crisis because... I kind of just don't process things like my brain is sort of just like uh <laughs> it kind of goes into like Homer Simpson mode where kind of like, like freeze yeah it's just like buffering <laughs> um <laughs> where it's like I don't know what's happening um I think I was like okay this is clearly not good I think that was basically like if I could summarize it <laughs> I know that's it not what you're good. hoping for <laughs> this is bad this is a bad situation um yeah I think I was just like really like I think I was just shocked and surprised that the padlock had been twisted off and you know when like something Mm. like because you be you get warned obviously and you're like be careful Mm. be careful da 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 but you always think like oh no it'll be fine like it's not actually gonna happen so you still kind of have that mindset even when presented with evidence that it has happened you're just like no this must be some kind of elaborate joke (laughs) but then I think obviously I was like hang on no I think some actual shit has gone down kind of like where's the delete button or the back button in this situation literally like control alt delete this moment like what has happened I don't think I fully understood obviously I didn't fully understand the extent of the problem until you realized that your passport was missing because of course like having money stolen is one thing um, but. I remember when you were like, Rach, I can't find it. And I remember, honestly, it's going to sound really horrible, but I remember being like exasperated. I was like, oh, Emily, of course, like, because in my <laughs> I mean, head, enough, I was like, I am terrible at looking for him. <laughs> no, but no, it was more like, of course, it's going to be there because we both did this only a matter of hours ago and we could put a padlock on it. Like in my head, it would, it, it was there or not there. So it must have been there logically. Um, okay. So yeah, when I joined you to, to find it, and I I thought we're definitely going to find this and then when it when it's like oh my god no you're you're right it really isn't here then it was so it was just so like I don't know I think it was one of the most like kind of shocking moments I know that sounds dramatic but it was really scary to think that happened and then when it hit me with my passport then I, I remember just getting this flood of fear so when you wrote mild hysteria that was actually true I think you I think were I calm. would delete the word I mild. flew off huh 
I would delete the word mild. But yeah, no, it was full on Rachel hysteria, which is not anything that anyone wants to see. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like oh the God. one thing that you're told, it, I yeah. mean, everyone knows this. Like if you go traveling, what is the most important thing? Your passport, like it, everyone yeah. does that, like pat down every 10 seconds where they're like, do I have my passport? Do I have my passport? Oh my God, yeah. Like it's literally like your lifeline. It feels like if you don't have your passport, then y- you don't exist. So to yes. lose it is like yes. really really quite traumatic so I do understand your hysteria obviously it was difficult for me because well not difficult (laughs) I was the victim no (laughs) that's not at all what I mean obviously it was what I meant to say was it was a different kind of vibe for me because obviously my passport hadn't been stolen and I think Mm. we yeah um we we realized why a bit later but like my passport hadn't been stolen so I obviously didn't have that personal like terror but I of course had the terror on your behalf and obviously I was like well I'm obviously not going to leave Rachel and abandon you or anything so like if you're stuck somewhere then I'm obviously going to be stuck with you (laughs) yeah oh my god and that guilt when I realized as well that you were equally with me with this I felt really like I felt sick I felt like I had ruined something that you had come out with me for I felt so guilty I felt so frustrated that I didn't take it out so the reason I put it in the locker was to keep it safe and then you took yours Mm. with you I think and that was safe uh, no no <laughs> no I didn't take mine with me but basically what it was was that we'd we'd just taken a bit of cash out of our money belts oh, hadn't we yeah. and we hadn't put our money belts on because of my insistence that they were lame <laughs> so really this is all my fault <laughs> um and I'd left my uh, passport in the locker but it wasn't in my money belt whereas yours was oh so yeah, I think yeah, yeah what yeah, it was yeah. is obviously whoever was taking it was just after money so they'd just taken the money belts because yeah. you know they're like as we've discussed real sort of like blaring sirens like signs of here's some money in this money belt yeah so they just obviously taken those two money belts and not had any use for a passport so just left mine there but because yours was in the money belt it obviously got taken as well um yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what it was um but yeah I also it was- um yeah, no, so I do remember that now, now that you bring it back up. Um, I also remember in that moment when my passport wasn't there, feeling like um, I was in such trouble with my dad because my dad had said to me, <laughs> don't like misplace your passport. And I am like neurotic, making sure I know where my passport is. Mm. Um, so I had that feeling. And then I, ugh, my second feeling was... There were a lot of um, feelings, I remember. Just, just feelings just really young in that moment. Mm. Like, I'm not adult enough to handle this. Mm. This is too big for me. I did not expect this. But then, thankfully, I remembered the book I read in preparation for the gap year. What happens if your passport gets stolen? And at the time, I remember reading it going, oh, that won't happen. But you had to report it within 24 hours. And that's what that's the next bit of this blog. So what the receptionist thought had happened was a new member of staff had been in reception and despite the fact that all guests have to have their passport checked by the receptionist staff on entry she had fallen victim to a seasoned criminal's master plan a woman checking in pretending she had left her passport in the car she was let in by this bemused new employee and must have simply used her life of crime strength to twist open our locker and also grab herself a nice money pouch from the bed of a German woman also sleeping in our room. So, yeah, so this woman just pretended she wanted to have a room and then got quite lucky 
with the new receptionist snuck into our locker and just managed to tear it open somehow with a crowbar. I have a lot of questions about I have this. so many questions. Like, how did the receptionist not notice this blatant love, daylight yeah, theft? Exactly. And how does, how does he so immediately have such a detailed account i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say that there's some sort of conspiracy but i do think that he really did just make up a story to like shut us up probably (laughs) like i think we're an easy target obviously um it is it was weird that it got taken out of a locker that had a padlock on it like you'd you'd imagine this kind of thing to happen if you just left stuff laying around because it's like you know quite a easy opportunist Mm. thing to do Mm. but to to literally like also use your brute force strength to open a pot i mean if i was that receptionist i'd be like let's look into the brand of padlocks we're using (laughs) rent out and how was the whole room empty at that point as well just just, it was also empty there's a lot of there's a lot going on we've never really looked in much depth into this no it's like a a trauma meeting this isn't it it is quite it's like a trauma (laughs) meeting which is not what we intended but (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, like the facts of the matter remain that your passport got stolen. Obviously, yeah. the money was really like annoying, and you know it was money that we'd worked hard to earn. But you can, you know, it's not as ir- it's not irre- well, not irreplaceable, but it's not as hard to replace as a passport. So we focus very much onto the passport. Yeah, um, you were and yeah, very like, amazing. As, yeah, but as you say, like you you were very quick to say like we need to report this to the police, which I obviously, as the sort of bumbling fool that I am, would have had no idea. Um, and nowadays I would have just Googled it on my phone, but obviously. Yeah, we didn't, yeah, well, I mean, we could have gone to the computer and done the same, but over to the it was sort of like, <laughs> where's the adult? <laughs> where's the adult in this like, situation? So we did I use felt that like receptionist as the adult. <laughs> oh my God, that reception, God, I really grilled in. He had him, a bad shift, I? that shift. Oh my God. Um, I, I, I had a... Oh my God, I had just like a bee in my bonnet and I was not going to let it go. This receptionist was going to help and hell or high water. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why he was pressured into creating this madcap story. (laughs) We were like, what's going on here? And we were also very, very grateful for his help. Sorry, like, I don't want to sound like we were too old school Karens. Like, we want to speak to the manager. Like, we were like, (laughs) thank you so much for helping. Obviously, Rachel was like, you know, very upset, understandably. um, But in the days that followed, we were, we did show our gratitude for No, we really did. did. Didn't we get him something as well? Or like, just every time we saw it, like, Wolfie, thank you. We got him something completely strange that he'd never watched. (laughs) (laughs) Some minutes after this bombshell, Rachel and I found ourselves in one of the seatbeltless San Jose taxis, speeding on down to the police station. It took all of my mental prowess to wield the discarded bits of GCSE Spanish out from the cobwebbed, festering corners of my brain, but eventually I managed to ask my way round to the correct department, where we were told that we would have to wait another half hour for the translator to arrive. We whiled away this time, quietly raging to ourselves, and watching snippets of an obscure Spanish sitcom about cowboys and retirement homes (laughs) on the TV in the waiting room. Eventually, though, we were called over... (laughs) I mean, that paragraph's pretty amazing. That is an amazing paragraph. I just love, I just love the Spanish sitcom about cowboys and retirement. What are they called? There's a na- there's a name for them, and I wish I'd searched this. No, it, no, Spanish there's a special soap. name. Oh, you did re- know this because you told me it. I was like, there's okay, a special name I've for never it, like that. a Latinx type um, 
like sitcom oh, cool. like oh, I'll, I'll look it up because i feel like i'm being stupidly ignorant and i should know but obviously but, we had no idea what it was and it had no sound and even if it had had sound our spanish was not good enough to comprehend the sort of strange plot that was playing out on the screen <laughs> but it was so bizarre that it was kind of calming like it just put it me in calming. this sort of like yeah. stupor mood <laughs> i remember we were sat on those like plastic white plastic chairs um yeah that you get like my grandparents used to have them and yeah we were just sat watching like with our necks craned up at this like small little screen with this weird like cowboy strutting <laughs> around and we were just like how's our life led us to this point yeah. <laughs> How have our life choices got us here? Um, also, um, I do want to give a shout out to my GCSE Spanish. Because... I was just about to say, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't honestly know how I managed to express in Spanish what had happened, considering I'd literally, as as mentioned, <laughs> it's not really what you prepare for in GCSE Spanish, is it? It's not in the oral <laughs> exam, no. Um, it's usually just like where what what do you like to do I like to go swimming it's very interesting I go on holiday with my mum and dad it's not like um we were in a hostel and someone forced the padlock off our locker stole our passport and now here we are in this place trying to get a report written up please help us we're only 18 and 19 but, it was but maybe I'd have I mean I did get an A star you know humble brag but maybe I'd have got an even better A star if I had gone down that road oh, in my oral exam <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean thank god oh, for that a star because it did it did thank help god. us out in this it was it was quite a, quite a well used a star in a spanish gcse yeah it really um, was thank god shall i read the next bit do yeah please do please All do right, okay um so yeah eventually though we were called over the combination of our intense annoyance <laughs> I think we were annoyed, just to clarify, because we'd been, well, I mean, we were annoyed primarily because Rachel's passport had been stolen, but we were also annoyed mm. because we'd been waiting for a long time, which I understand is just life. But when you're frustrated and you just want some sort of resolution, it does kind of culminate in a bit of kind of, yeah, edginess yeah, to your personality. Residual, yeah, irritation. Uh, yes, very true. Um, the combination of our intense annoyance, Rachel hur- Rachel's hurried explanations, translator's hearty failure to understand English, meant it was a ridiculously long time before we had our reports written up. Um, this guy, bless him, <laughs> was just having absolutely none of our hysteria. He was just, whatever we said, he was going to go at his own glacial pace. Um, <laughs> and I've written up the dialogue here. Uh, which is one of Rachel's favourite bits from the blogs. It really is. <laughs> I love it. So Rachel has requested that we attempt to act it out yeah. with a, in a sort of GCSE drama sort of vibe. <laughs> that was my subject. <laughs> I know you did do GCSE drama. You're very good at it. Um, we're oh, sh- really shouting out our um, school uh, qualifications GCSEs. today. Um, so sh- shall we do this? Yeah. Shall I play the So officer? basically... Emily's going to be officer and I'm going to play me, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's try. Let's try this. It's an experiment that we're taking you all all along with. Okay, Mm. it's me first. Okay. So you know the suspect, what they like. No, we don't know her. But if you ring the hostel at this number, they'll know all the details. Hands over the hostel business card. Officer taking business card. <laughs> okay. Sorry, do what? that again. I laugh. Sorry. Do that again. Um, officer takes business card. Okay. Puts card to one side and continues to tap away at keyboard. Me. 
Well, you're not going to get through to them on there. So, what is the suspect look like? We don't know. That's why we suggested you ring the hostel, because they'll know. Okay, continues to tap away at keyboard. <laughs> Were you Conversations. doing Yeah, it was. This is like one of those weird plays on Radio 4 where you tune in and you don't know what the fuck's yeah, going exactly. on. Just add a little, you know, little zhuzh. Conversation continues this way for a while. Okay, so you can write name on here. Hands us each half a ripped sheet of paper. Is this an official form? Oh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> End scene. <laughs> End scene. Curtain down. <laughs> I think that went really well, Rachel. I, I think we else. did pretty well. I think I really earned that GCSE B in drama right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely uh, give that a B. But yeah, so as you can po- hopefully work out, the officer was really just like, just absolutely super oh, cash. And Rachel and I so were like, crazy. could you just please do something and he was like tapping away obviously just like looking forward to clocking off at the end of the day which is as we say fair enough um bless him but anyway so uh, shall i read on yeah yeah okay finally just as he had hit the hallowed print button to print our reports which i think was about a good four to five hours after we'd begun i just felt like so long so long um, he proceeded to rummage around in a drawer under his desk and produced, not an official form or anything of the sort, but a bag of hard candy, which he proceeded to hand out to us. <laughs> Upon this, I commented, what is this Willy Wonka's robbery investigation? <laughs> which I think is a, which I have highlighted as a lame gag, but Rachel thinks it's hilarious. No, I, I absolutely love that because it was just so quick. And it was just like, what is this Willy Wonka's robbery investigation? You said it so bitterly as well. Because why was he giving us hard candy? We were trying to, why was he giving us hard candy at, at the end of this ordeal? He was just like, obviously just cracked some out for himself and was like, I mean, it was kind of him to offer it to us. That was a sweet gesture. It just kind of highlighted um, the ridiculousness of that situation. Just kind of a comedy, (laughs) a bit of a joke, children meddling in things they don't really understand. Um, And it was just, it was just the really sharp way you said it. Why is this really one guess probably investigation? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously the translator did not get the gag. He was not lolling away with us. Okay. And there's just a tiny bit more of the blog. Teeny tiny bit. Here I go. Um, once back at the hostel, I thought it might be a plan to put all of my valuables in my bag and padlock it shut. After doing this, I realised there were a few dollars left out and so I attempted to open the padlock to slip them in. For absolutely no reason whatsoever, the padlock just refused to open and after many uh, a struggle had to be lopped off with a huge pair of pliers by the poor, (laughs) poor reception guy. (laughs) Bless his Costa Rican heart. That's what it says. I remember these pliers were like a metre long. (laughs) He had to stand like a metre away from my bag to lop off this stupid bad lock, which I just, I was like, why is this happening? It was just the irony of it. No, but like, bless you, because I remember like you kind of, I'm not surprised, but you broke at that moment. And there was, I felt like there was nothing I could say. That was my moment. (laughs) 
I felt like if I said anything, it just would have been the wrong thing. So I just remember keeping really quiet. <laughs> I and would just have really slapped you around the face with the pliers. <laughs> yeah. I was up in my bunk and I was like, I'm quite safe here, but oh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I knew there was nothing I could have done in that moment to, to have helped safe. you as well. I just would have ended up annoying you out of just the situation. Oh, so, so thank funny. God for the for the pair of pliers. I love um, getting this insight oh. like 11 years later because obviously I was just blind to anything else happening other than this fucking padlock not opening and you were just obviously hunkered up like oh dear <laughs> I was like oh my god it's like livid down I there just it's my fault this has all happened and now the bloody padlock is not opening it wasn't your fault at all it was no one's fault it, no we, but I just knew I couldn't comfort even if I wanted to comfort you I knew it wouldn't comfort you so I, can't I just be comforted thought... in those moments I turn into yeah. a sort of angry monster but yeah that poor poor reception guy i can't believe it was the same guy like what a long fucking shift for him um yeah, but i also love so yeah i love that he just had those pliers quite easily to hand like i've never seen pliers like them they were almost mm. comically large it was kind of just like it was like the universe giving me a big old fuck you at the end of the day i do wonder what happened to my passport after that day i do uh, sorry that i do also such an interesting line of inquiry what happened to your passport yeah, I mean, didn't they have CCTV cameras? But probably not. No, I don't think um, they did. Not in Cassiosis. Um, I'll just read the very last lines of this yeah, and yeah. then we can crack on. Uh, crack on, because we're... Come on, we've got shit to do. Um, okay. We still need to go to the embassy to get Rachel an emergency passport. We tried today, but alas, we're informed that it is closed on Saturdays. What a brilliant day it's been. Um, as we learnt... Oh, embassies are closed so most of the time i think yeah. is is something that we came to learn to be true that was yeah. the first of many aborted attempts to actually go to the embassy um but yeah, yeah closed on God, saturdays i mean you know that's kind of fair enough but turns out not just saturdays that it's closed i mean at one point we went to the embassy and you remember there was a sign from word art saying it was closed <laughs> on the door art. yeah i love how yeah. you say <laughs> not just word art <laughs> from word art <laughs> yeah i do oh. remember like it was that like blue like wavy one where it was like actually was the blue wavy one yeah that's exactly what it was for <laughs> what it was announcing and we were like we've just spent so long getting here we have to go all the way back right. yeah because it wasn't a short journey was it it was like it was. a full-on 40 minutes in a taxi and then a walk or something like it was or we took a bus at one point all right moving on moving on to moving the on. Uh, moving on okay so um who was the best person we met in all of this um we met quite a few peeps mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which one was the one that stole your heart I mean, I have to say the best person we met was kind of similar to the last episode. Person we didn't meet, I would say the person who stole my passport was surprisingly to me the best person I met because that person taught me a good couple of life lessons, which I'll get to in the next bit. Emily, (laughs) (laughs) what was your best person that you met? I know, mysterious. I mean, it's it's absolutely got to be the translator. It's just got to be him. And yeah, I also I love how he was a translator and also a police officer. Like he was moonlighting as the two. Maybe he was just <laughs> a police officer that happened to speak some English. I don't know. But they introduced him to us as the translator. But yet he did still do all the official 
um, the official handing out of hard candy <laughs> and tapping away at the keyboard. But I just loved how oh. he remained so resolutely chill, apart from when he exploded at the end and just told us to give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, feel a bit I found him I found him an enchanting man. And handing out the hard candy was just like the absolute, like, pun intended, icing on top of the cake because I was just like, I mean, what else would you do in that situation? So we move on to the next bit of the lesson that we've learned. So kind of uh, upon reflection of this episode, what have we learned? Um, Emily, I will be asking you first. (laughs) Will you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I will be asking you right back because I need to think. So I'm going to circle back round to you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That it's a weird one, but I've learned you could just never be 100% safe. And there is something oddly freeing about that that you don't have control over everything and there will be things that will go wrong. Um, and, uh, you know, you can only trust trust your best judgments and not be so hard on yourself if it does go wrong. I mean, logically, putting something important inside a locker that you trust, that should have been fine. We did uh, trust but, you know, that locker. It, it, yeah, and, but it, it went wrong. So it's a bit like knowing that we could we could then fix it it just kind of put a little bit more trust in myself to know like what to do, like remembering that scrap of information, go to the police officer within 24 hours and to know that, you know, things can, uh, will find a way of working themselves out. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of an intimidating experience, but, you know, we had each other and I also just learned that, you know, me and you, we were really strong with that and I appreciate all the help and support you gave me during that really hard moment. So cheers, cheers, mate. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I think it's also crazy that it happened on the second day of our trip as well. I think that's what makes this even more intense is that, Mm. you know, like we hadn't even had time to like settle ourselves into this massive sort of like shift in, um, well, everything really, shift in all sorts of different ways that we weren't used to Mm. living in um and yeah and then straight away (laughs) this fairly fairly seismic thing happened um I mean those are lovely 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 lessons Rachel (laughs) really truly top notch um mine is so after this obviously our money belts have been stolen um you were insistent for some reason on getting another so we bought you another one I went very much (laughs) the other way and viewed them from that point onwards with not only sartorial disdain but also with deep deep mistrust (laughs) I was like these money bells are responsible for this even though (laughs) ironically well not ironically even though if we had worn our money belts this problem wouldn't have happened so really I was completely misguided but I was like I will never ever let a money belt touch my skin as long as I live. You hated them. I hated them with a deep, deep passion. You wore yours absolutely all of the frigging time. Um, (laughs) And I can't emphasize that enough. And (laughs) listeners, you will see this as we progress. But I don't think that's really a lesson learned, but it was certainly a uh, principle that I clearly like took with me. It was something I nailed my colours to the flag of with much Yeah, you passion. absolutely hated them. And I went the other way and I just clung to mine. I guess what it was is because my passport got taken when I mm. when it wasn't on me. So my thing was like, well, if I keep it on me, then I can't get it lost. I mean, your, um, your reaction makes much more sense. 
I'll say but that. But then I can also understand why, like, putting money inside a money belt is just, like, a target, you know? So also yeah. that also makes sense. But just some different reactions, you know? Different horses different for courses. ways that we process things. We went very different ways with it. I can't remember where <laughs> I kept my money um, as an alternative. <laughs> probably, probably just wafted it around in my hand <laughs> i do i think just in a purse just like any normal oh, person yeah. would yeah <laughs> yeah yeah could could have just gone down that traditional route um <laughs> but yeah that was that's my lesson if you can call it that um yeah well i guess we've come to the yeah. end of that which was a really quite auspicious um uh episode because it, that's really i mean rachel the theft of rachel's passport frames and shapes our experience for the entire trip yeah so it does it is quite an important an important occurrence um but yeah anyway um, on, next time oh, oh sorry just sorry just on that note emily as well that for those you know that we know the passport wasn't lost. It was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a sore point for Rachel, even 11 years later. Constantly people refer to this passport as lost. Yes, um, it wasn't but lost. But as, as you've heard, it absolutely was not lost. Rachel was not careless in any way. We took every precaution we could. We were just very unlucky. It was stolen, mm. forcibly yeah. stolen from her. Um, so never, ever make that mistake again, people we know. Oh, anyway <laughs> next week we will be um looking to happier times when rachel and i uh made our way to the costa rican coast mm-hmm. um to the beach to start conserving some sea turtles that yeah. didn't ask to be conserved yay <laughs> yeah we went to the caribbean um, beach it was we did it indeed was, uh, it was really fun and uh yeah know, it was great treasure treasure times um we yeah. can't wait to share that with you and all the adventures <laughs> we went on so yes. yeah get excited for that um um and in the meantime if you're uh d- <laughs> unlikely but if you're desperate for more you can follow us on instagram at gap your diaries podcast um and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever mm-hmm. you find it wherever your podcasts tend to come from um and you can also give us a review ideally five stars but you know please i've got to <laughs> I, I mean please five stars um but you know i can't force you so <laughs> yeah i mean look at us if we, it's not I five mean, stars no, just don't give us, us a review okay but yeah look at our little faces think of what we went through and just think <laughs> let's give them let's give throw them a bone Look how gorgeous we looked 11 years ago as well. (laughs) We really tried our best to reenact that scene um, with all of the gravitas it deserves. And (laughs) I think that scene alone is worth five stars, if I'm honest. Yeah, bringing back the GCSEs. (laughs) Um, No, thank you so much. And Emily, um, goodbye and listeners. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 